Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies, a weekly podcast following a group of friends as they battle across a homebrewed world called Antiriath in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Step into the mystical world of Antiriath and follow as our party of dummies adventure across the lands. Talik Rug, half-orc, half-fighter, the mystery, played by Taylor. The Eclarian Shadow, half-elf ranger from the Eclarian Mountains, played by Seth. And a Learlock Bloodhair, a Herringon Cleric, played by Joey. Last but not least, the creator of our beautiful world, the man of many voices, and our dungeon master, Sam. All right, it's time to hit us. All right, with the oh, not yet. Oh, oh, no, I was gonna jump right in. No, do you want like a real recap? Please, <laughs> okay, give us a recap. Okay, so the party after escaping the ever, ever terrible. Spider climb, goopy crab spiders, and oh, the, the fisher cave cave. fishers. Yeah, cave fishers. The party races down the tunnel and gets to the massive dwarven door that seals the underdark. And it's locked. The upper world, and it's locked. At that point, the ground begins to shake, and a bullet that has been. Well, y'all tried to rest, and y'all and. Shadow yeah. got his long rest in, and Alirlock yeah. and Talik just got a short rest. Yeah, so as we're resting, Shadow gets alerted by his owl companion that something's happening. As as the ground shakes and the bullet comes flying up out of the ground, and Alirlock attempts and fails to blind the creature, and absolute <laughs> insanity is going on. Alirlock and Talik both get fucked up and grappled, and... The the hellions that belong to the bullet are just wailing on everything. The bullet's wailing on everything. Shadows up on the ledge. Massive fight goes on. It was it was and, a, it was probably like the scrappiest fight we've ever had. It was just like chaos. Yeah, my notes literally say terrible things happen and a Learlock's lifeless body gets abused. Well, it was yeah. I mean, we almost me and a Learlock both almost died. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So at one point, Shadow gets down and heals Alirlock, stands him back up. While he's doing that, Talik goes down. Mm-hmm. Shadow retreats, and at at that point, Shadow's the only one not down. Talik gets dragged underground. Shadow gets back and heals Alirlock. The small bullets have been killed at this point. Talik gets dragged underneath the ground and underneath the door into the inner chamber. At which point, Shadow dives in the sludgy mucky muck that had been left behind from the bullet's travels and starts trying to swim under the door. Talik goes full-on fighter mode and slays the bullet in a desperate attempt to spare it From in its mouth, just wails on it and stabs it. 
And then hilarity ensues as all three members of the party are in the sludge goo. Shadow's oh, desperately yeah. trying to get on the right side of the door. Talik and Alir are trying to go back so they can get their armor. At which point, Shadow successfully gets out. Talik and Alir go back to get their stuff and luckily get out of the sludge right before it reseals itself. Cures and hardens. Oh, man. I'm, I'm looking right now. I have 13 HP, and I have no sorcery points, no superiority dice, no second win, no action surge, and I have one second level spell slot. <laughs> Jeez. First level, excuse me, and that's it. I mean, that was crazy. It was insane. And so at that point, Shadow races to the Kretok village, gets the key from gold, and Shadow and oh, what's his name? Tipple or Barnaby? You Barnaby. bring Barnaby with you, but Tipple follows along as fast as he can. Yeah, Shadow and Barnaby head back, and Tipple follows along. And at that point, we all regroup and get the door opened, and that is where we'll be beginning. Okay. So, one last thing, the very last thing that occurs as y'all are standing there at the door on the opposite side of the cave, you see a torch coming in and you see three figures standing in the torchlight. One fairly small, lithe humanoid. They're, they're like 250 feet away, so you can't see them very well, but you can see them by the torchlight. And then two hulking beasts that are like eight to ten feet tall and you hear a voice shout out who who goes there i am roy sampion of the confluence guild hall i demand you state your names and purpose at once or i will be forced to attack oh calm down we're guild members it's talik shadow and alirlock you, you can barely hear it at, at this distance. Uh, maybe Talik doesn't even hear it. You just hear, oh, thank gods. And uh, the, the three of them begin walking towards you. As they get closer, you can make out it's a, a young-looking human uh, that's very well-dressed. He carries a, a rapier in his hand, and he sheaths it as he approaches you guys. And standing next to him are these two massive... Uh, constructs. One of them appears to be made out of metal and have like a moss growing on him and a big giant shield on one arm. And the other one appears to be made out of stone. Both of them have this glowing core within them right in the center of their chest. And Bruce says, Oh, thank the gods I found you. What did he say his last name was? Uh, Sampion. S-A-M-P-I-O-N. Like champion, but with an S. Roy Sampion. Roy Sampion. Uh, and I threw the, the art to you guys. Yeah, it's epic. Well, Matt, Roy, what are you doing down here in the Underdark? Come to save us? Uh, well, as a matter of fact, yes, that's precisely why I came. Uh, 
Bushi sent you a message two days ago to your speak scroll and you never responded so he got worried and sent me to follow up on you you how old are you I'm of the ripe age of 18 oh hmm huh I'm not even sure we have a speak scroll do we have a speak scroll still, Shadow, or did Body Knock run off with it? I don't know that I've even ever held a speak scroll before. <laughs> well, what about your Wayfinder? Surely you still have that. Uh, oh, that's, that's a good question we, as well. We, I mean, uh, we have a bag. <laughs> well, you uh, you look a little worse for wear. I'm glad to find you in one piece what is that thing he points over at the carcass of the mud bullet that is a underground space whale that is a dead bounty barnaby kind of walks up next to him the golem steps in between them whoa whoa easy there barnaby's a friend yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, my name's Tipple. I, I, I'm friends with these guys too. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. So, as I was saying, uh, Bushi sent me to to retrieve you. He had an urgent mission that he wanted you guys to return for, but after you didn't answer your speak scroll, he sent me to locate you after not hearing back from you for a little while. And he sent you just by yourself with these two things these are not things I'll have you know this is my companions Wilbert and Charles they've helped me in great mini battle and I'm not so bad a swordsman myself hmm but uh I must admit I'm glad that that door is back closed and that hmm. I won't have to be venturing into the underdark yeah, we've been down there for a while. I'm ready to see the sun. Absolutely. Is there uh, anything we need to wrap up here? Shadow just starts walking towards the Cree Dog Village. Uh, t sir, the exit's this way. Uh, okay. Uh, well, uh, all right, then. And he just kind of starts following you. Uh, Fenton and, and Barnaby as well. Did we talk to Gold or anybody yet? I guess it was the middle of the night. I've got the key. I'm taking it back to him. Yeah, I mean, you basically ran in and said, I need the key, and took it and left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we got a couple things to wrap up, uh, Roy. Follow us. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Tipple starts talking to him, you know, asking about him, telling him about the Cree talks and stuff. Tolly, do you have a speak scroll? What, what? What speak scroll is he talking about? Body knock out the speak scroll? Where's the speak scroll? I reach into, as we're walking, I just reach into the bag of holding and I'm like pulling shit out. I like pull out a empty beer bottle, pull out a, my endless decanter of wine, pull out all kinds of shit. I'm like, I don't, I think, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Alirlog, do you have a speak scroll? I do not. This motherfucker don't even know what he's talking about. Bushi sending us a speech roll. Is he telling the truth? 
<laughs> so if you guys remember back to the very, very first session. Oh, no, I remember. Of the campaign. Okay, okay. Go into Set the player remember the speak scroll. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think Body Knock made off with it. Uh, so you guys walk for a little while. Y'all arrive at the Kretok Village. And it, it's starting to wake up around now, so it's 5.30 uh, in the morning. People are bustling around. The The fireflies have been encouraged to illuminate a little bit more. I like to retcon one thing. I, I broke off a uh, tooth of this bullet as we walked by. Okay. Absolutely. Stuffed it in my pocket. Shadow goes, Gold! Where are you? Uh, he opens up his flap and comes out. You can see he's he's looking a little greasy. Um, definitely don't think he got any extra sleep in this last hour. He says, oh, you've, you've all returned safely. And I see you've brought some new friends. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, hello. Yeah. Welcome to Kretok Village. I'm Gold village elder here Roy gold gold Roy here gold catch I pull the tooth out and toss it to him he kind of bumbles it a little bit holds it in his hand oh is this is this what I think it is yeah that's that daggum underground space whale's been killing all your people oh thank heavens this is such a relief not once now, but twice in your life have you saved us from a horrible fate. Well, yeah. As before, I, I don't have much in the way of gold, but there is something I would like to give you. And he reaches into a pocket and pulls out a little copper pendant hanging from a simple piece of hemp twine he walks up to you he says this uh, was a gift I gave to Fenton a long time ago my father gave it to me seeing as I'm the last of my line well anyways I think Fenton would want you to have it and he hands it over to you and you see it's got two large mole mittens on it and whoever takes it from him, who, who takes it from him? Ah, uh, Shadow. Okay. He says, uh, it's uh, simply an heirloom for my people, but it, it does have an enchantment on it that might be useful for someone like you. And if you look in uh, D&D Beyond, you should find the Amulet of the Mole. Oh! Hell yeah. Amulet of the Mole. This amulet shows a pair of thick hands folded over each other with long, thick claws on the tip of each finger and smells of freshly tilled soil. While attuned to the amulet, you gain a burrow speed of 15 feet that allows you to easily burrow through loose earth and gravel, and you may choose to leave a tunnel or allow the dirt to collapse around you. Once per day, you may activate the amulet as a bonus action to grant yourself a burrow speed of 5 feet through solid stone. This effect lasts for one minute, and once used, cannot be used again until the next dawn. Holy That's awesome. shit. Love that. Oh, yeah. Gold, we, uh, 
we we just we're just doing what we uh, have been called to do. We appreciate you keeping this passage safe under the Copperstone Mountains. Well, thanks to you all, it's that much safer, and we can continue to do so. So thank you. What? Uh, let me ask you something, Gold. What what stories have you heard of the Underdark? Have you ever heard of a a mad wizard, Moloch? Hmm, Moloch. That is a name I've not heard in a long, long time. At least, not in anything more than children's stories to frighten the young ones from wandering out at night. He was a an evil wizard. Lived long ago. Hundreds of years ago. Why do you ask? We think uh, he still lived as of a few hours ago. He uh, he does that thing again where his eyebrows raise up just enough that you can see the bottom of his eyes. We stumbled into a trap looking for your underground terror and... We came face to face with what we believe was this wizard. We, we've met some dwarves who uh, met a, an unfortunate fate, and they, they had come from Fev, from another guild, looking to kill this wizard, and, and we, we did it. Uh, we, we believe that he's dead, but we don't know much about him other than we were trapped in his strange laboratory deep in the tunnels beyond this door. It seems there are no ends to the nightmares these days. Terrible. It was terrible. It's terrible. Gold, do you want this key back? This key's scary. Are you oh, yes. Go in there? Please. He, he'll take it and, like, he'll immediately turn to go inside and you hear him <laughs> put it back in a box and, and lock it and come back out. Well, uh, I, I have nothing more to offer you other than my thanks and uh, some rest if you need it before you journey back. Uh, Shadow looks at Barnaby and says, Barnaby, where do you take a nap around here? Oh, yeah. Did you cast your, your speak thing? I did earlier. Probably wore so off I, by I now. went back and listened to Barnaby's original voice and it's <laughs> fantastic. Oh dear, yes. <clears throat> Sorry, not quite. <laughs> oh, a nap, is it? I would love a nap. I found a nice little hole over in the corner there. You can burrow down in the dirt. Yeah, let's do that. Follow me. And he takes you over and he's got this big wallered out spot. Smells like a, a like an under porch where dogs like to get nice sweaty wet animal smell and he kind of burrows down in it and he's got like a a nestled spot in his belly like a a mommy kitten would invite its babes to suckle at its teats yeah shadows in his element he's getting in there going (laughs) promptly to sleep i walk towards him doing this zombie stiff-legged walk my 13 HP and as I'm stripping off my armor I'm walking towards him and I just collapse in the dirt face down doing a plank with my nose <laughs> right in the ground and pass out <laughs> what about you Lock? are you joining in the cuddles I will not be joining in the cuddle I will separately <laughs> just kind of exist on the ground 
and Tipple will be like moderate oh, closeness. We've got some some more comfortable rooms in the inn if you'd like. I mean, I I I, I will I will stay with this band of <laughs> with, chaos. With this, with just all of this. Without lifting my head up, I just reach my arm over and grab a airlock and pull him in to the cuddle pile. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Shadow sits up suddenly. He goes, Roy, we'll see you at the guild hall. And then goes back to sleep. Uh, well, um, okay, yeah, I, I suppose it would be good if y'all rest up. I'll I'll let Bushi know that y'all right and, and head it that way. Ah, uh, he turns around and... Wilbert, Charles, it seems our work here is done. And they, they turn to leave. What are their names? Wilbert and Charles. <laughs> His loyal <laughs> companions. Uh, so yeah, they turn around to, to leave. You see, right as they get to the mouth of the cave, they kind of like glance back. And then Roy hops up into Charles's arms and Charles starts carrying him. <laughs> Which one's Charles? <laughs> the metal one. Oh. oh my. How is he carrying him? <laughs> like a like he's got one arm like you would escort somebody except Roy is sitting on that arm where the hand would rest if you were escorting someone down the aisle and he's just like sitting in it like a like you want to swing and holding on to the arm. Like Iron Giant style. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And they they walk off. Okay, so you guys are going to rest up in the safety of the Kretok village. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> there's there's no assault. Y'all make it through into the eve of the 27th. And can all give yourselves a long rest. When you guys are all rested up, I assume you get some delicious mushroom and root stew. Mm. I'm sure. Shrooms. <laughs> God. Okay, so what do you guys do next? Well, guys, I guess we ought to head back to the guild hall and see what's got... Bushy's short and curly's in a twist that he sent old Roy Flabbergaster out here. There was so much in that phrase <laughs> yeah. to absorb. What he said. Uh, Barnaby just kind of nuzzles up to you. He's like, Aww. Bye, Barnaby. Barnaby, I'd love to take you with us, but I think you're safer here, buddy. And I pat him on the head. Shadow starts trying to count in his mind when the next full moon is. It's not until the version of Frost. How many days are in harvest? Uh, 48. Oh, okay, okay. And we're on what day? 27. Oh, okay. Alright, so do we have some horses or a cart tied up yeah, outside? I don't remember what y'all took here. I'm pretty positive that our cart is there. I think I we brought the cart sure with Starlight and Nightmare tied to the back. 
That sounds Revenge. accurate. <laughs> I was close enough. That was closer than I thought I was, actually. Nightmare. <laughs> Wait, what's his real name? Revenge. Revenge. Yeah, Nightmare's yeah, yeah. better, because Mare. Okay. Ugh. But it's Revenge. Maybe if maybe if Illyrlock ends up with some sort of dark shadow horse. <laughs> oh my. Holics eating shrooms. Yeah, I did not notate, but I'm 99% positive. That, that sounds right. I remember y'all describing that and me being like, okay, that's a that's a choice. That's a way to do that. Well, we what, what do you want us to do? Leave Illyrlock on foot? I mean, oh, horse, we definitely took the car. That's right. We definitely took the car. Yeah, that's right. I was on top of the cart when we arrived. Or left. Yes. Because we, we were talking, riding on top of the cart. Yeah. 100%. Cool. Glad we got that straightened out. Cart, both horses, body dock, guaranteed has our fucking Confluence Guild speed scroll, and I assume he has the Wayfinder as well. Yeah. I, we don't have those. That's canon. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think all I along, y'all said that. He, he was him. always carrying them, and he disappeared in the middle of the night. He didn't give us anything. Yeah, that's right. And I looked at his inventory, and it's in there. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that seals it. Uh, yeah. That Wayfinder Confluence Guild and Speaks Wink, Roll. wink. Wink. Oh, hey, my wink. God. So as we're riding back to Billy Talk on the cart on this day journey... Shadow's driving for a moment, and me and Alirlock are sitting up top, and I want to have a moment. I I reach down and look at the scales that are growing up my hands. Now they're up, coming up my forearms and my feet. I look up to the sky and see the half-waning moon. And uh, right about that moment, I feel a pull towards my long sword of pallid light. You even hear a little whisper. Thirst. I let out kind of a long sigh. Yeah, and it's just a reminder now that we kind of have a moment of solace of the shit that I'm in with all of these curses and all of these things and. I lean over to Alirlock and kind of quietly say, Alirlock, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, I, um, I really appreciate everything you've done for us with the healing and the, uh, everything. Just, you seem to have some sort of connection to some kind of God. And I, 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 I don't have any sort of direction and, I, I know that you're a healer, and my biggest concern right now is this curse. Um, and I, I lean down and no, not you, not you. To the sword, <laughs> this this lycanthropy, this werewolf curse that I have. What do you what do you know about this? Is this something that you can help me with? Have you ever? dealt with anything like this before can i make a history check uh why don't you make me a religion check religion yeah Uh, let's see 16 16 yeah so 
you've got a decent knowledge about curses in general, perhaps due to uh, personal interests, and so you're you're pretty sure that uh, Timora definitely has the ability to break simple curses. The limits to what curse she would grant you the ability to break would involve the nature of the curse and the source of said curse. In other words, who who created the original curse to begin with. He mentioned lycanthropy specifically, and you know that that curse is so ancient that it's lost most of its original potency. So unless some deity or something recreated a new lycanthropic curse, the breaking lycanthropy isn't that difficult of a thing to do for a powerful spellcaster. And you're pretty sure with the right spell that you could break it. So I have have some some exposure to curse breaking uh, through some of the, some of the studies I've 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 done in in my travels, and I I don't know that I currently have the capability to to actually break that lycanthropy at this present moment, but I'll make it an effort to look for some sort of solution. Um, hopefully sometime in the near future or late future, I should be able to eventually break that affliction. Shadow. I yell up to Shadow as he's driving. Ah! When is the next full moon? Ah, uh, a few weeks. A few weeks. I just lean over and grab a lock on the shoulder and give it a squeeze that's a little too hard. A few weeks. And I give him a nod. Just a simple head nod. <laughs> I reach down and a little bit too loudly I grab the long sword of pallid light and I unsheath it and I hold it close to my chest and I say not not you not you baby not you it, it whispers back I fear not some mortal's power okay okay that's enough and I put it away you're freaking me out man oh who me no I'm good just keep, uh-huh. it, keep, it, keep it between the lines there buddy mayonnaise uh-huh. and mustard Get us back. What are these words that you're saying? I want to know what those words are in a modern context. That's amazing. Mayonnaise and mustard. Yeah, you've seen those graphic scrolls. What? <laughs> Is that like a speak scroll? Oh, like a, the, you know, yeah, the, the pornographic scrolls. The graphic scrolls. Listen here, city boy. I spent 50 years in the mountains. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Bless it. You don't okay, call me city back. boy. You don't call me city boy. You're city boy. <laughs> Just getting out of this fight over being called city boys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That sounds like some city boy would say. You wouldn't last three days in Mexico. You wouldn't last three days. Tell him, Lurlock. City boy. I think you guys need to chill out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, I love it. That, that's so I gotta classic. Get back to the guild all. Start pulling random people into the fight. Tell them we're locked. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so, yeah, so you guys make it back to the guild hall. As you're approaching with your caravan of equipment and, and pull that up, Bushi actually meets you guys at the door and just hollers out, oh, Aren't you a sight for sore eyes? Hey, Bushi. Get the pints ready. I'm ready for another drinking contest. Absolutely, yes, uh, but... But first, I'm, I was worried about you. You didn't answer my speak scroll. Yeah, body knock ran off with the damn speak scroll. We don't even have the fucking thing. Well, you can't be conducting official guild business without a speak scroll and a wayfinder. Tell me you at least still have your wayfinder. Listen, listen, Bushy. You, you said dirt crawling space whale you didn't say anything about motherfucking moloch and dwarves from other guilds and evil <laughs> robot spiders and all mazes and look what? at what they did to my bow oh well, that seems like a, a, a bite of an improvement there what what did you space whales i didn't say anything about space whales it was a dirt whale you said the dirty space whales. I never said space whale. Th that doesn't matter. Get in here. I push past Bushy as he talks. I slam into him. He comes with you. You guys smell like wet dirt. You're wet dirt. <laughs> we killed the stupid space whale or dirt whale or whatever you want to fucking call it. And we killed Moloch too. You ever heard of him? Moloch's a dead some bitch. That name sounds familiar. Bushy, are you a dwarf? No, I'm a herring. Yes, I'm a dwarf. Okay, well, your kinsmen, I guess I should say. They were down there playing with Moloch's toys. You know, not every dwarf is friend. Or even related, for that matter. Well, they were pretty Being good. Real stereotypical right now, Shadow. Well, they were pretty good guys, and you're a pretty good guy, so I just thought maybe I'd consider y'all kin. Oh, that's adorable. You. Anyways, where are they? They don't all know each other. That's right. Well, they're dead. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. If you hadn't introduced us old ears over here, we'd be fucking dead. We'd all be dead. And I, I pull ears in for a little under-the-shoulder side hug. He smiles at a Leerlock and gives him a little nod. Um, as you're passing by these guys, Talik, this roguish-looking... Oh, boy. Kinku... Hmm. Kinkies. Looks at you and looks up above you, and he looks over to this uh, fancy-looking uh, half-elf here and gives him a, a little hand symbol, and the half-elf stands up and says, uh, Oh, hello. So good to meet you. My name's Neldor Alisar. This is my friend Pimpernel Kinsia and uh, my compatriots, Zargrax Jarnok, the Dragonborn Sorcerer, and Primula, 
and there's a big fireball woman uh, standing over there. Whoa, pointy ears. That's way too many syllables. I haven't got any pints in Oh, uh, fair enough. Here, come with me. I, I'd love to buy you a pint. And he follows you towards the bar. Uh, and Bushi does as well. But the Kinku steps up and puts a hand up to Shadow and looks at Talik and looks back at Shadow and looks at Alirlock and gestures for you guys to hold back for a second. Uh, Shadow just immediately reacts poorly to that and kind of snarls and just kind of brushes past him to keep walking. Do I catch wind of this? Do I see this at all? With your passive perception, I'm, I'm going to say that your Pimpernel's got your ear. The the guy across from you, the Dragonborn, says, He's trying to help save your life, dummy. You might want to stop. My life? Let your friend go. We need to talk to you. Was he in danger? And then Shadow looks over at his, his dart throne buddy and is like, You know these guys? Yeah! Ace team! The best Ace of the best! Team. Huh. I just keep walking towards the bar. I guess I didn't notice. Neldor's walking with you. He's, he's chatting you up. So, I hear you're from Megzim. I've been hoping to get to meet you. Yeah, what of it? We've been out on assignment. Oh, I'd just like to meet all the new recruits. And I haven't got a chance to meet you. We've been gone for so long. Who the hell are you? I kind of look over to Bushi. Bushi says, oh, this here's Neldor. Been with the guild a while now. Him and his crew are one of our best teams. I turn towards Neldor and kind of puff my chest up and I say, is that supposed to mean something to me? Oh, no. We're simply doing our duty as best we can as guild members. What's the big creature's? Uh, her name's Primula. Oh, I'm nowhere close to the name. Just what is she? She's a firebolg. They are... Make me a, a nature check. She's badass. She has a bird on her hand. <laughs> 15. Furbolg. Um, so, yeah. Full furbolgs are a race of giant creatures that, you know, like 10-foot giants, not like super giants that are related to Fae, if I remember correctly. Uh, your nature checks better than my own knowledge about them. But they are known for being very peaceful creatures. Uh, they've got these cute little, like, downturned cow ears. And they're just generally gentle giants is their, their main demeanor. They live in, you know, heavily Fae areas, Fae woods and stuff like that. So, Shadow's kind of eyeballing. Does he... So, he knows that there's some fey element going on with her? Yes, yeah, he would absolutely know that. So, he's absolutely staring a complete hole into the side of her head. She kind of, like, looks at you, and she can't keep eye contact with you, and she, like, visibly blushes. She's like, Zargrax, oh, were you going to tell them something? Yes. And this whole time, the Pimpernel has just been staring at Talik as y'all walk away. The uh, Dragonborn looks at 
a Leerlock and Shadow. He says, Your friend's being scryed on. Again with the scries and the scrolls and the scryholes and everything, but if you're talking about the fact that he has protection, you're not wrong. No, no, no. I mean, somebody's watching him from afar through the use of a magic spell. And, uh, Jerome, the... Jerome the gnome. The gnome. Jerome, hops, I love he Jerome. He up on the table, stuff. and he, he walks over to, uh, to a Leerlock, and he says, if you don't mind, and he swishes his wand and gently touches you on the temple, and a Leerlock, as soon as he does that, your vision kind of blurs for a second and then comes back into focus super clear you're already keen vision you can see even better and floating above talik on the other side of the room you see this point of light floating about five ten feet above him it is moving around slightly and as it drifts around to where talik is between you and it you can see it's got the little slit of an eye Find out what happens to our party next week. Check us out at dndndummies.com. And please leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app. It would mean the world to us.